Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is on the Vishkanya race. This is part of a race overview series where we go over all the possible player races, and right now we're on the uncommon races. Christian, I'm a little bit confused. Can I start on an episode confused? Is that okay? You're typically confused as long as I've known you, so that's okay. We'll get through this, 60 Caleb. seconds into the episode, and the insults have already begun. We are the best of friends, audience. Uh, here's my confusion. What the heck is the difference in the physical appearance of the Vishkanya and the Nagaji? Now, I ask this looking at the pictures where I see a distinct difference, but reading the descriptions, they should be exactly the same. I went to type in Vishkanya, and I think I spelled something wrong because I got an Indian soap opera actress on Google Images, and now I'm confused. <laughs> Vishkanyas are a race of exotic humanoids with poisonous blood. So I'm going to go over some details, and then we'll look at the Nagaji and see if there's any difference, all right? They see the world through serpentine eyes of burnished gold. Nagaji have lidless eyes with an unblinking gaze. Vishkanya's supple skin is covered with tiny scales. Nagaji are a race of Orphidian humanoids with scaled skin. Vishkanyas have a forked tongue, and that's about where we get for the end of any sort of, you know, description of them. They, they say they look through a sort of uh, a burnished gold, serpentine eyes of burnished gold, uh, but that's just their eye color, I assume, and not their skin. Uh, so I don't really know what we're supposed to be different. If we're taking just by the pictures, the Nagaji uh, look much more lizard-serpent-like. Uh, they kind of like the way you would think about a cat folk to a human. The Nagaji is to the human with a, a snake theme. But the Vishkanya looks a lot more human. I wouldn't know they had scales if they didn't say it in the description. Um, this, they don't have like, um, I don't know how to describe it, Christian. I can't do it. It's just, I'm, I'm baffled here. They seem to be in love with water-based creatures. So we've gone through the Undyne. We've gone through Gilman. We've gone through all these different things. I guess they have a certain affinity for snake people because they have two with very little differences marked in their description. Not in their description, but I think, as you said in the representation, um, Nagaji are typically like literally anthropomorphic lizards in a sense. They come from um, Nagas, which are the, you know, they have like kind of a human upper body, but then they have the long one snake tail. And they slither around. Uh, Nagaji are descended from them, whereas Vishkanya, I think, are much more akin to humans. Like you said, they look human, and you have to find the differences. Uh, they're more subtle. I guess it's sort of in the face and claws, because the rest of it should just look the same between the two of them. Whatever. So, guys, that we've gone over uh, just the, <laughs> the sort of background. Uh, why don't we get into the details? Because, of course, there is uh, a lot of differences between their different... Um, traits and things uh but the one thing that i really think is is what's highlighting is the point where it's the first descriptor is that they have poisonous blood you think of a green poison blood uh but these guys they're adults at 15 years old middle age at 35 old at 53 venerable at 70 and can live up to 90 years they're between five feet five inches and six foot seven inches and can weigh between 95 and 165 pounds and they're 13 rp fishkanyas are graceful and elegant but they are often irrational. They get a plus two dex, plus two charisma, and minus two to wisdom. I think that's like the, the most common stat spread. We see it a lot. Um, Ifrits had this stat spread. Uh, Catfolk, I think, have this exact stat spread. And I think at least one other race has it. So they really like this combination. I don't know why. I don't see where it's coming from. How does just being a snake person make you irrational? I don't know, Christian. I think we're going to have to craft this 
this image and this identity as, as this thing goes along. The description just wasn't good enough. Vishkanyas are humanoid with the Vishkanya subtype. They are medium creatures. They have a base speed of 30 feet. They begin play speaking common in Vishkanya. If they have a high intelligence score, they can choose between Aklo, Draconic, Elven, Goblin, Sylvan, and Undercommon. Those are some strange choices, I feel. Aklo and Undercommon being of the dark underground variety. Goblins in there. But then Elven, Sylvan, and Draconic. Huh. Draconic makes sense The Nagaji had it. It's like the most serpentine. Not the, I shouldn't say the most serpentine. Of like the big iconic creatures they're lizards and i always this brings up like the question um what makes a race important enough to have its own subtype and its own language like why can't nagaji and vishkanya both just have like the snake subtype and have some sort of snake language they both got their own if i recall correctly so i find that interesting the nagaji did not they started out with draconic and common so these people so these people get a whole language over them i wonder why I know we asked that last time with the Venara because it was strange to think of a monkey language, but now we have a race of people that are less snaky than other snake people but get their own snake language. I think sometimes it, it's because sort of the backstory that they give them. For example, um, we'll use the example of Venara. They are sort of lone loners, so they're going to need their own language because they're just together. Whereas you get somebody who are like a changeling, they, they, they live in society by story, so they don't need their own. Vishkanya get poison resistance. Uh, Vishkanya has a racial bonus on saving throws against poison equal to its hit dice. Wow, uh, this might as well read, after level 5, you are immune to poison at all <laughs> points in time. Uh, that's absolutely ridiculous uh, in terms of poison. I don't find poisons very common myself. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. If their blood is poison, these guys are going to have a poison theme. Make them, uh, make them the, the most resistant to poison you can get. They get keen senses, they get a plus two bonus on perception checks, I guess, uh, to hit with their eye theme, which is kind of weird because snakes have notoriously terrible vision. But do they have good hearing and scent? Perception encompasses all of these things. Oh, I keep forgetting, I keep forgetting about that. I think this is the exact conversation we had with the Nakaji or something, I think. Um, Yeah, they they got good, uh, I want to call it tremor sense, but their frickin' tongues are uh, amazing and you know how i know that because today i had I don't, this is actually has nothing to do with how i know this it's just a, an opportunity for me to tell a story about my snake so i'm grabbing it uh the i took him out to play with him today and i was just like you know typing on the computer or whatever while he was crawling on my arm and i'm like what the, what's tickling me and it was his little tongue his little tongue was like it was just a little flickering around and it was hitting my arm hair and i'm like bro you're tickling me i'm gonna jerk and you'd be like oh no someone's jerking you're gonna bite me we have a bad day so let's, let's not do the tickles huh how about that kept tickling me couldn't stop him it's almost like he doesn't understand common. You know why? Because he only he understands Vishkan, and I don't speak that, Christian. I think he was tasting speak... you. He was trying to see if I was yummy enough. He was like, eh, nah. Wouldn't. It's like the stories of, uh, you know, these guys, oh, I have a pet boa constrictor. He lies down with my baby, and it's perfectly safe. And it's like, uh, you know when a snake lies down next to something? They're trying to figure out whether or not they can fit it in their stomach, so maybe take your baby away from the wild animal, maybe? Well, I think you're safe uh, in that regard, Caleb. I don't know if that's a joke about how fat I am or the fact that I don't want kids. <laughs> I guess it can fit both. Why don't you tell us about being limber, Christian, since you're tall and gangly? I'm flattered. The Vishkanya receive a plus two racial bonus on escape artists and stealth checks. Both very sneaky uh, skills to have a bonus to. Mm-hmm. They get low light vision, so they can see twice as far as humans in conditions of dim light. They have poison use. Uh, Vishkanya are skilled in the use of poison and never accidentally poison themselves when using or applying a poison. 
which in games I run, this would be totally useless because I always thought that was the dumbest thing to ever <laughs> exist. Whoops. Oh. It's like every time you use a sword, you have to roll to see if you don't cut yourself. They get toxic. They play League of Legends and they do have a keyboard. Some of them, <laughs> even a mic. They cannot get past the age 15. A number of times per day equal to this constant. Guys, I love... Boy, I, just, I chose to insult like one of the most prolific games on the internet. And you know what? A very large game within our specific sphere of role players. They, that, most role players I've ever played with have played League of Legends. So you know what? I love you guys. And I'm sorry. I just, I just alienated you. If it makes you feel better, I play StarCraft. That is so notoriously bad that it's like, oh, you even played Brood War, which came out in 1989? Uh, I don't think you can talk to me right now. So I'm sorry about that. And I love you very much. And I think you're very attractive. Toxic, a number of times per day equal to his constant. No, no, I don't take that back because you know what? You know your community better than I do. Listen, you know it. You're in it. You're, you are you. know you don't choose to type anymore. That's why when Heroes of the Storm came out, there's a little option that shows up at the beginning of every match that says, would you like to mute your own team? And you cannot talk to the enemy team, even at the end of the game, to say GG because Hero, because Blizzard knows what's going to happen, all right? So don't come at me, all right? Dota 2 players, you, what's up? I'm talking to you too. Toxic, a number of times per day equal to his constitution modifier, which is only a minimum of once per day. Vishkanya can envenom a weapon that he wields with his toxic saliva or blood. Using blood requires the Vishkanya to be injured when he uses this ability. Applying venom in this way is a swift action and the venom works like this. It's called Vishkanya Venom. It's uh, injury, save, fortitude, DC 10 plus half the Vishkanya's hit dice plus the con modifier of the Vishkanya. Okay. And it's a uh, frequency of once around for six rounds. You get one, two D techs damage and the cure is one save. Christian, how, how good is this poison? I don't use poisons enough to really be able to uh, accurately tell you much about it. Well, I could say that it's probably a pretty good poison. Um, being able to use it two, maybe three times a day is quite strong. It's a swift action to apply, which I think most poisons uh, are take a longer time to apply. Like, you kind of have to do it beforehand. You could do this in the middle of combat. The DC is, that's a good DC. Half your hit dice plus your comm modifier. That's a pretty standard saving throw scaling. So once around for six rounds, uh, 1d2 dex. So even if this goes off once, if you roll high on dex, you're reducing their AC by one. You are reducing their reflex saves by one. If they are, uh, you know, a finesse-based attacker, you're reducing their attack rolls by one. Uh, dex is one of the, I think, the better things to poison. Um, so I I think this is actually pretty good especially because it's effectively free um it is a swift action like i said so you can just throw this out there and try it and it's six rounds so they gotta save it uh at least but it's only one save so eh, chances are you're gonna get it eventually vishkanya have weapon familiarity and are proficient with below guns kukri and shuriken uh all the edgiest weapons well not the katana or the wakazashi but they're up there i mean you can imagine why they have blow guns right i mean sure you can uh... <laughs> Nailed it. That was toxic. I think. Does I, that make I, it? Does this make it Ryu's favorite uh, race play? Who's from Street Fighter? Come on, the shirt. Never mind. <laughs> ha! See, look, you just gave the audience someone else to attack better than me for calling them toxic. Bam! They're like, oh, he doesn't know who Ryu is. No, I, I didn't hear you. Not that I don't oh, know who Ryu is. I don't know who sure. Ryu is. You didn't hear me. Oh, I'm sorry. I pronounce it the proper way. All right, all right, well, anyway, let me go back to actually analyzing the class. Uh, the best one of these is Kukri. 
Um, Kukri is actually a pretty prolific weapon um, for crit builds because it crits on an 18 to 20, so and it's a light weapon, so you can two-weapon fight with Kukris, uh, go a high crit build, and they're quite powerful. Uh, they're one of the best options for high crit builds. Uh, Blowguns are actually fairly terrible. Are they good at low levels? No. They, they do they do almost no damage. They do like 1d2 or 1d3 or well, something. Well, I think the point is to deliver your poison. But you can do that with any ranged weapon. Um, and also, it's already a simple weapon, so actually, proficiency with blowguns means nothing here. Everyone's proficient with blowguns, except maybe wizards. Uh, and shuriken are actually an exotic weapon. Uh, they're a throwing weapon, and the neat thing about them is that they are in the monk uh, weapon group, which means you can flurry of blows with shuriken. Um, so a very good option for monks. If you happen to play a monk Vishkanya, which you probably wouldn't because they have a negative to their wisdom, but it's possible. For Christian, if I don't like some of these, are there some alternate racial traits that we can choose from? There are two alternate racial traits. Um, I personally would look to get rid of... I don't feel like they can replace the poison thing, but it's like the first thing I would want to replace, honestly. <laughs> I feel like this might not be your race then. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm expecting something over poison use. I don't know, everything's poison-based, like I... I that's the only thing I can see them replacing reasonably, but I guess we'll find out. I don't care about limber and weapon familiarity, so I would like those replaced. Sensual, you are trained in drawing attention to yourself. You gain a plus two bonus on any one perform skill. This racial trait replaces keen senses. Uh, no, thank you. Well, this is actually particularly good for a bard. Specifically, the bard and only the bard, because the bard gets versatile performance, uh, meaning they can use their perform skill in sure. lieu of two other skills. So this basically reads a plus two bonus in any two skills of your choice, uh, essentially, if you're a bard. But if you're not, no thank you. Vishkanya's actually a particularly good race for a bard. Uh, they have the charisma bonus and the dex bonus, which are two of like, the most important stats for a bard. Uh, they don't care much about wisdom, so it's okay to drop that. And you always think of bards of like, I think of them a lot of times as infiltrators, they're sneaky, they're underhanded, and the whole stealth and toxic thing goes along with them. So dropping your perception check for something that makes you better at being a bard, um, I can see this actually being a very powerful race for the bard class. But if you're anyone else, no thank you. <laughs> I guess you are replacing something that is universally useful in perception checks with something that is mechanically useful to one or two classes. So yes, um, probably not the best option, very much a flavor one. Vishkanya have the option of subtle appearance. Uh, you have normal human-like eyes and your beauty is more conventional. Well, that's a rude way to put it. Uh, you gain a plus four bonus on disguise checks to look fully human. Uh, this replaces low light vision. Uh, this is another one that I feel is fully flavor-based. Um, you'd have to be playing a pretty specific flavored campaign where like there's maybe racial tension um, and you want to look human instead of looking Vishkanya. Or again, this would be another one that is fully sacrificing mechanics for role-playing purposes. They have three favorite class options, Bard, Rogue, and Sorcerer. I think these are all pretty standard. They have a racial archetype called Deadly Courtesan for the Rogue, which gives you uh, a Bardic performance. It's like the first hybrid class. Ooh. And they have one feat, Christian. Tell us about Sleep Venom. Sleep Venom requires no special prerequisites. You can just take it whenever, if you're a Vishkanya. You can change the nature of your toxic spittle to put your enemies to sleep. As a swift action, you may alter the effects of your venom so the target falls unconscious. This changes the initial and secondary effect of your venom to the following. Uh, initial effect, staggered for 1d4 rounds. 
Uh, staggered being you can only take, I think, a move or standard action. You cannot take both, and you can't take a full round action. A secondary effect, unconsciousness for one minute. You must make the decision to alter your venom before you apply it to a weapon. Well, that is basically a straight upgrade. Um, those are both significantly more powerful effects than the dex damage that it previously did. But if you are facing somebody who you're like, man, if I don't get this dex damage done, he's going to rinse us in 1d4 rounds anyway, you can still switch between the two. Probably hard to fit into a build, but um, definitely a good feat. If, and if you have a good con modifier, I think there's even other feats you could take to increase the DC of your poison. Uh, you could probably make a good poison-based build for the Vishkanya. I'm actually very surprised that none of the favored class options were something like, you can use your toxic ability more times per day. They have a piece of equipment called Poison Tattoo, and this is 50 gold pieces. This is sort of like henna, and when you use it you for the next attack you make that's poisoned, the poison weapon I should say, uh, the DC is increased by 2. But it's only for the next one. It doesn't like last all day or anything. The henna tattoo disappears over the next 2d6 days. Uh, they have one magical item. It's called the Corset of the Vishkanya. Uh, this is 3,000 gold, and it takes up the body slot. It's not actually a belt, it's actually like a torso item. This black corset fits neatly beneath armor. As a free action, the wearer can compress herself to fit through tight spaces as though affected by the squeeze spell for up to 10 rounds per day. While using the corset's magic, she gains a plus 5 bonus on escape artist checks. I don't squeeze very often. Guess if you're doing like a, a spelunking campaign, maybe. So the squeeze spell is a level two spell for sorcerers, wizards, witches, and alchemists. Uh, it lasts one minute a level, or actually, this, in this case, you get ten rounds per day. Uh, the target becomes flexible regardless of its actual size and mass. It can move through areas at least half its size with no penalty for squeezing. It can move through a space at least one quarter its width using the penalties for squeezing through a space at least half its width. Yeah, like Caleb said, I don't use squeezing very often it's kind of something that's clunky intentionally clunky to put into a game but i, I think it'd be a neat item to give the a party uh the, just the pcs to have so if they ever got the option to squeeze somewhere you can just slap this belt on and then squeeze through it's particularly cheap three thousand gold's uh not too expensive i mean you're gambling that when i do squeeze you know we're in the middle of combat and I, i'm glad woo, did it as a free action instead of a move woo, lucky lucky me it's just, otherwise, I'll take the rounds. The only real benefit is this, is you can fit into a little bit smaller space than you normally could with the regular rules. Okay, fine, whatever. I see it as a tool for the PCs to be creative. You know, they, they might think of something like, hey, I'm going to put on this belt. Do you, if I shrink, like, we equip this to the party halfling, he shrinks to, you know, he's able to fit through th places a quarter his size. Could he fit through this and maybe open the door? And you have to think, like, uh, well, yeah, actually, you probably could. Okay, I'll give you that. It's always, I, I kind of, I usually neglect that aspect of, give my players something that they can come up with a reason to use. Some of my players are so dumb that I have to tell them how to do things. <laughs> right, Christian? I don't know if you mentioned it, Christian, but Squeeze, that is a Vishkanya-specific spell. Oh, I didn't notice that. Uh, again, Nagashi, you're losing out on the Snake War. <laughs> and that is the end of the Vishkanya. Christian, does this create its own independent identity? Does it do it well? And how do you feel about them? I, I have trouble with the identity thing, because I want to say no. They kind of put themselves forward as the poisoner uh, race. Uh, I just don't feel like there's enough here. As I've always said that I'm a man who likes a lot of options. I like to customize things. Um, it's not enough to give me something that's flavorful, but only to have be stuck in the one method of being flavorful. I like a lot of options. I really feel like 
the Vishkanyas don't have a lot available to them. Um, they get their poison thing, which is generally useful. Um, their stat spread pushes them towards certain classes, and they just happen to be the three classes that they have favorite class options for. And then, like, the swashbuckler. They, they just don't reach out and grab me. They didn't really do enough to separate themselves from the Gaji, I feel. They obviously do different things, but they're just not strongly independent of the Nagaji, I feel. They're both just kind of snake people to me. Yeah, I think that, I mean, they're, they're set out to be this poison-blooded race. That's an intriguing concept. And then they said, well, we can't make it all that. We have to give it something else. Uh, they're flexible. That's really not something I'm super interested on. I mean, we just went through a monkey race that's able to do all sorts of acrobatics. Is squeezing really that interesting compared to those sort of things? Not really. I'm so... It's so much bleeding with the, Naga, the Nagaji uh, flavor-wise that it's not bringing itself its own thing. Maybe if their skin wasn't scaled, I'd feel better about it. Uh, but that's not the case. I feel like when they were trying to make the Nagaji, they're like, oh, this thing will be too too high RP if we do it the way we want to do it. You know, let me just put this into two. We'll take uh, this stuff for the Nagaji, and then we'll take the poison, the squeezing stuff, sort of flexibility for the Vishkanya. Now, I'm probably super wrong about that because I have a feeling a, a Vishkanya is its own separate sort of cultural heritage. And I would like to hear what that heritage is. is uh, not by any attempt I would take of taking 13 seconds to type it out, uh, but by you listeners who actually care about the Vishkanya and its heritage and the race itself. I would love to hear your opinion about uh, why the Vishkanya got its own sort of thing. Because I, I agree, the identity isn't quite there. It bleeds too much into the Nagaji. Now, if the Nagaji didn't exist, if it was just these dudes, I would say the identity is, is almost there for me. With the poison use, uh, but the the flexibility really is just so out of there. But I'll give them that. If you want to make a race that's like I'm the best at poisoning, well, they have their own poison in their blood, and they are resistant to you know they can they cannot they're immune to their own poison and nearly immune to all other poisons. So that definitely fits there. Do I like them? You know, not really. I mean, there's some there's some cool aspects about you know your blood and your spittle is poison that's cool i mean you can do some cool stuff like a vampire bites you and then reels back as it gets a mouthful of your blood and it's poison right almost like acid to it or uh, maybe some romantic uh, scenes you're kissing and then all of a sudden oh no oops i forgot you're going to go to sleep now because i have this feet and uh well i, I guess we'll talk in the morning um <laughs> i'll stay for breakfast i guess there's, there's some fun stuff you could do with uh, your your blood uh, venom that i think is interesting to say you have poison running in your veins. It's a cool sentence. I, I feel like other races have gotten away better with having just the one feat. I don't feel like it really did this race any favors, especially because it wasn't a feat that allowed them to do something new. It altered the way one of their pre-existing abilities worked. Sure. Like, the Venera had the whole option of, you know, flip upside down, hang off your tail, hit people with weapons, get a bunch of bonuses associated with that. Not particularly strong, but it was something new and it was something interesting. This is like, you spit on your weapon just like before, but it does something different. Have fun. Like, it just wasn't a new option. I would be scared in the middle of battle, all of a sudden, uh, the enemy fire just, like, cuts himself and coats his blade with his blood. I'd be like, I'm a little scared now, gonna be honest. Next is the weighing, Christian, and this is the final race that's in this book. After that, we are going to be discussing some other things. We'll talk about that in the weighing race, but there's there's actually a good number of episodes after that, so we're, we're not quite finished yet. But Christian, the last two-page spread, weighing, you interested in these guys at all? I had one um, 
player play a Wangang once, and she didn't really play up any of the racial abilities, but she drew art for it, and she had ridiculously large hips, and we made fun of her forever, so I have trouble taking the Wangang seriously. Great. Uh, well, we'll see if the artist has kept your your hip proportion or not. It'll be it'll be the teaser for the next episode. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. Class is dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our site tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at TBlazer Network. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. My friend Christian and I were just playing some role-playing games. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Pathfinder Academy, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Trailblazers? Trailblazers is an actual play podcast where you can see many of the concepts addressed in this show come to life. Season 2 of Trailblazers has been great so far, and I especially like that you can get into it without any prior knowledge of Season 1. It's definitely a fun adventure, especially if you like mysteries and a dash of cyberpunk with your fantasy. If high fantasy is more your style, then consider giving Season 1 a listen. You can listen to Trailblazers on this very feed. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen as well, so go to our site tblazer.net for a complete list of the ways that you can listen. So go ahead, grab some dice, and join us. All right, Christian, you come across an obviously important character to the plot. What do you do? I immediately shoot him in the face. Ugh, Christian. Hey, Brian, you want to play role-playing games tonight? I can't. My body's trapped in this strange membrane. Wow, should I take you to a doctor? Nah, it feels really good. Just put my earbuds in. No, that's just wrong. But here at Tales from the Lich, we're all right. When you can't play, listen. TalesFromTheLich.com <sighs> That's just wrong.